Welcome to Beyond Overeating by Wholesome Lifestyle Project, the overeating podcast, where I'll be showing up weekly to share with you what I've learned during my binge eating recovery, helpful tools such as yoga, mindfulness, and energy medicine. My name is Stell, and my purpose is to inform and ed- educate so that you can fast track your recovery in healing your relationship with food and finally trust yourself around the peanut butter jar. Join me as I share top tips, my struggles and triumphs to help inspire or just entertain. Remember, there's nothing wrong with you if you can't stop overeating. That's why I'm here to guide you along the way. Welcome back to another amazing episode on the Beyond Overeating podcast by Wholesome Lifestyle Project. My name is Stalkum. He recovered binge and emotional eating uh, person. I don't know how to say that, but I struggled for over 13 years with binge eating, emotional eating, and orthorexia. And today I actually just wanted to share with you my story. This week is NIDA week, which is the National Eating Disorder Awareness Week. And everyone, the the theme this year is everyone has a story and everyone has a seat at the table. Everyone has a say. So I wanted to hop on here and share that story for you. I had another episode planned for today, but I just couldn't let this opportunity pass and really just share a little bit about my raw and honest journey through this process, through healing. And I'm hoping that by just one person listening to this today, you might feel inspired to take action and start on that process of healing. So let me step back and just tell you a little bit about where my journey started and how this all um, came about that I'm talking to you today about eating disorder recovery. And, uh, you know, I think it's really always great to step back and just see where we at and how far we've come. So one thing I always tell my clients is never, ever, ever discount the progress you have made in the past. So as we move through today, uh, this is going to be just a journey through my um, struggles. Uh, it's just my honest story, and I can't wait to share that with you. So my day now looks completely different to what it did um, two years ago now. Um, you know, it's filled with meditation, work, teaching yoga, and helping amazing women with their battle against food. But it wasn't always like this for me. I would wake up about three years ago every morning pinching my fat around my stomach. And I'm saying fat because it is like, you know, physically uh, there is fat. You know, I'm not using it as an emotional word. I'm just saying that this is how I used to treat my body. I, um, and whether I had fat there or not is not the issue. You know, there are times when I didn't have fat on my hips, but I would still pinch it every single morning. I would pinch my stomach and I would swear 
never to eat sugar again. And then only to find myself binge eating a day or two later or later in that day. I was really miserable and ashamed about how I looked, especially in the mirror. And I want to just say something here because even when I forced my body to be really tiny, I still saw myself as a larger body. So I had this dysmorphia around my body and I couldn't see what I actually looked like. My true image was completely distorted. So my disordered relationship with food probably started at the age of 12 when my gymnastics coach actually slapped my belly and told me I was getting fat. And two years later in high school, I actually started living off crackers and a boiled egg or maybe an apple a day, just because I wanted to make sure that I stayed skinny because I felt like I would be accepted and because of this belief that I built around my body that I was overweight. So I also started smoking at the age of 14 because um, I read in a fashion magazine that certain models were smoking to suppress their appetite. So I started smoking um, to look cool, I guess, but also in a way to manage my weight. I would, after every single meal, deliberately go and have a cigarette to speed up, and I'm putting my inverted commas here, speed up my metabolism. And this carried on for seven years um, of really restrictive eating already from a young age. Um, and then I, um, second year in uni, I had a car accident. Uh, I also went through a, an abusive relationship um, and this resulted in weight gain, you know, and it's just natural for the body to gain weight after trauma because it's trying to protect itself. And if you have an emotionally abusive relationship on top of that, that trauma will lead to comfort eating. So at the time I didn't realize this, I just thought my body was like getting just too large and I didn't understand why these things were happening. So I hated the way I looked and I wish I could just be normal around food. And um, my weight really escalated for the next three years. I started working and I reached my highest weight and the weight didn't actually um, bother me that much anymore. I was just trying to cope with life. So I would live off coffee and cigarettes during a 13 to 15 hour workday. And then I'd get home and I'd be so starving that I'd binge on, you know, sometimes I'd eat a full chicken by myself with potatoes and, you know, followed by a bottle or two of red wine. And this was something that was definitely just something that occurred to with uh, through my process a lot. So in 2007, I got engaged uh, to my amazing husband and he actually um, loved me exactly as I was. He never mentioned my weight. He never, he supported me no matter what, but I didn't want to go into a marriage the way I was going. I knew um, what I was doing to my body was not healthy. Um, and I knew I had a problem with binge eating, but um, I just 
really felt hopeless at that point. I had no idea where to start. So the natural thing you do when you want to start getting healthy is you go on a health a healthy eating plan. And again, I'm putting this in inverted commas because I found this healthy eating plan on Google. And the one of the first eating plans I did was a cabbage soup diet. I'm not promoting this at all. It's actually extremely dangerous. So um, I went on this um, cabbage soup diet and this followed cycles and years of restrictive eating plans. Um, I injected myself with different, um, different things. Um, and I started running a lot as well to just start really manage my weight. So as you can see, I was wanting to manage the external. However, the wounds that caused the weight gain was internal traumas, internal um, abuse, internal beliefs about my body and the way I saw myself from a very young age. So I started with these um, restrictive eating, the injections and, you know, running and the weights gradually, gradually started coming off. And finally, things seemed to be okay for me on the surface. However, I was always still binge eating in the back end. You know, if I had one day off, I just couldn't control myself. If I had too much wine, for example, I would just completely lose my inhibitions around food. And so I just took things extremely to the extreme with my eating, restrictive eating, with my running. Um, and this usually is a good thing, you know, starting a healthy eating plan and, you know, starting exercise, there's nothing wrong with it. But the way I handled it was really going into an unhealthy version of that, you know, from one extreme to the next. Um, and, you know, I would start making up for my binge eating by running even more and going to the gym even more. And I just started taking things to the, the extreme. Uh, you know, eventually I was living off crackers in the morning again, like I was as a teenager, and a little small portion of protein and vegetables at the night, injecting my stomach again with some fat loss potion. Things just kind of seem to recycle itself. The same kind of things just kept happening. And in 2013, my life kind of felt normalized with this, you know, every now and then I wasn't binge eating every day, but probably every second, third week, there would be a binge. I would run it off. I would overexercise. Um, and so that just became my life, it became normal. I didn't think I had any issues. I thought I had, um, I couldn't trust myself around food. I couldn't trust myself around sugar in particular. And um, in 2013, I had some real hardships, like um, real illness in the family with my, my dad. And I really felt hopeless about my situation and so there the binge eating actually started escalating again. I would be good during the day, eating the food on my food plan, whichever one I was following at the time. 
but then I'd have cravings all day. I'd literally see like pastries float around my face, like while sitting at my desk. That's how bad my food thoughts were. So if you listened a couple of episodes ago, you would have heard me talk about possessed Patsy. And that's how I felt. I literally felt possessed by just images like, you know, around food. So I'd resist these images, I'd resist these cravings all day. And then I would stop at a service station on my home way home or a pastry shop and buy two or three items, not just one. I would eat it all in my car in the traffic on the way home and then stop at another shopping center to fill up on more snacks and throw away the other packaging so that no one could know what I was going through. And I just felt so ashamed about how much I was eating and I didn't want anyone to know about it. This was just such a lonely, lonely journey for me. And, you know, I would get home from these days of binge eating in the car and then I'd, you know, be so tired, mentally and exhausted, uh, mentally exhausted, emotionally exhausted, but I'd still put on my running shoes and go for a run because I forced myself to do it because I knew I needed to work off what I've just binged on. And I did this because I wanted to feel confident in my body. And I wanted to, um, you know, I just wanted to be in a space where I didn't have this, you know, plague of binge eating all the time. So I really felt so much shame of the cycles of binge eating and the running and you know I'd get on the scale every single day and pinch my belly and my hips it became like a absolute daily tradition get on the scale get off the scale whatever the number was pinch myself um and just hate myself you know regardless what the number on the scale said regardless whether I had anything to pinch on the stomach it was always just the same Every day I would just swear that I'd be good in my eating plan and I'd be good for the rest of the week and for the rest of the year. I'm never eating sugar again. I'm cutting out my calories and I'm going to go for extra runs. I track these on different apps. I had MyFitnessPal to track my macros as well as my calories. Then I had the Weight Watchers app where I was um, tracking my points. I had another tracking app to track the the calories that I was burning while exercising. And this was just so, so exhausting. Like just such, you know, I actually get emotional just thinking about how, how that behavior was just so, you know, it all life consuming. It just took over my whole, whole way of being. And I was desperate for help and I went to see a psychologist and I know now that maybe my research in seeing a psychologist should have been a little bit more thorough. Um, however, I didn't know any better. I thought I had an issue with, um, with food. Um, I told her that I was a binge eater and she said to me, but you don't look like a binge eater, so you can't be one. So, she gave me a couple of cognitive behaviors. She said, you're just stressed. And so she helped me to move through the trauma I was going through with um, 
in the moment with my family situation, but that didn't stop the root cause. That didn't stop my binge eating because my brain was so programmed to do that day after day, year after year of practicing the same old thing. So naturally, my binge eating continued. And things kind of went back to the usual. I wasn't binge eating every day or maybe some, some weeks I didn't binge, but there was definitely um, weeks um, or every, at least every third week or fourth week, there would be a binge, usually tied to monthly migraines, tied to my monthly cycle. So that was my normal life. I would go on this restrictive plan restrictive eating, restrictive um, running, over-exercising. I mean, I would run to the gym eight kilometers, then work out for two hours, do two exercise classes, and then run home eight kilometers. And I thought this was normal. I thought this was just what you did, you know? And then the binge would happen every say, uh, third, fourth week. So then I would just make up for it. And um, this is just how I carried on my life. And in 20, 2015, um, I actually was diagnosed with a blood clot on my brain. And I had this intense fear of dying and maybe bleeding to death because I was on blood thinners. And um, it was just such a scary, scary uh, time of my life. And I could no longer run because of being sick. And so I decided to cut out all the carbs, all the sugar, all the things that would make me binge. The reason why I was binge eating um, again in this instance is the fear of dying, the fear of having this, you know, life-threatening trauma happening to me. So in that, I really started noticing that the, my relationship with running was an exercise was unhealthy but so was my relationship with food and I just wanted to be normal around food I wanted to be able to control myself around food so the natural thing I could do was to just keep away from my binge foods and now when I think about it, those binge foods were my comfort foods. And the more I denied myself those comfort foods, the more I would find myself binging on them. So in 2016, I attended a Mind Power course facilitated by Robin Banks. If you haven't heard of him, he's just such an amazing Mind Power guru um, based in South Africa. And from that moment, when I did that course, I knew I was destined for something better. I knew I was meant to help other women not go through what I'm going through. At the time, I thought I needed to help women be thin, like me. Um, but I just knew that there was this underlying struggle that I was going through. And I was meant to help women break through in that. So 2016, we also had a massive life change. We moved to Australia all the way from South Africa. And um, anyone who's moved house, even just five kilometers down the road, will know how stressful moving is. So during this period, again, 
I gained weight because of stress eating, because of my illness, because of moving countries, because of anxiety of flying my dog Kaiser all the way over to Australia, which was just such a complex, complex process. So when I arrived in Australia, I kind of just started indulging in Australian foods, like a whole box of Tim Tams. You know, who cannot say no to Tim Tams? I must tell you, they are just so divine. It's something that we didn't really have in South Africa. And, you know, I felt like I would just never be successful if I can't even get my eating right. And my drinking started getting out of control. I would drink every night again just to try and feel normal, feel a little bit, um, you know, okay with what I was going through. At the time, I didn't realize that. I just thought I couldn't control my, my drinking again. So I felt my dream of becoming a spokesperson for and healer for women who suffer with emotional eating or who suffer with control around food was just a dream and that I couldn't get this right for myself. So why um, would I be able to help others? So I put this on the back burner and I decided to just go back into my normal career um, and back into my normal binge guilt cycle of restrictive dieting. Um, I was able to exercise a little bit more. So I threw myself back into exercises more weight loss shakes, clean eating plans, 21 day challenges, you name it. Uh, like I've honestly, I've done them all. And, you know, then the pressures of working nine to five and um, I started teaching yoga. So the pressures of that and also studying health coaching um, combined made absolutely everything worse. So I started obsessing about every single little thing I put in my mouth. I went to um, restrictive cleansers that I learned from my health coaching course. And I wanted to keep that as my um, daily routine of eating, like for the rest of my life. And that's where my orthorexia started kicking in. I wanted to be perfect and I obsessed unhealthily about eating healthy foods, if that makes sense. So. I just felt like I just needed the to get the right diet to get control of food. And then, so while I was on my health coaching journey, I actually met someone who specialized in eating disorder recovery. And I decided to take that leap of faith and I hired her to help me find my way back to a healthy relationship. And I cannot tell you how grateful I am of that experience, how grateful I was for someone who has been through it herself, take me through a proper process of healing. And I am just so grateful for that. And I just wanted to say that was now, I have been binge-free um, for three years now. And I just want to say that this journey is rewarding. I don't think personally that you can do this yourself. It's, we have too many, um, you know, too much programming, too much 
too many blind spots when it comes to our behavior that it is just such a difficult way to crawl out out of yourself. So in the spirit of National Eating Disorder Week, I really just wanted to share my story. I wanted to share with you how, how long I struggled. If you listen to this, it's almost from the age of 12. I'm turning 40 this year to, to disclose and be completely raw and honest with my age here too. So having struggled for decades with this, my question for you today is, are you going to keep on in the cycle of saying, I'm going to do this myself? Or are you ready to take that step and be brave? I know it's such a difficult, extremely, extremely hard thing to do is to book that appointment. Are you ready to take that step? And if you are, you are welcome to reach out to me or reach out to a professional who specializes in eating recovery, not weight loss, not emotional eating, in binge eating recovery. I cannot stress this enough. Reach out to someone who is not going to put you on a diet. If they, their solution is diet focused, you know you're in the right or in the wrong place. I would love for you to um, feel today that when you book a call with me, there will be no judgment. There will be no shock in how you've used food or what your whatever solutions you've used because trust me, Either I have done that myself or I, one of my clients have. And I always just approach every situation with love and compassion. So if you have been scared to reach out, just know that you will be held in a safe space for you to heal your relationship with food. So I know this is quite a um, interesting topic today. I would love to hear your comments in the show notes. Come and share. Um, share this episode with a friend if you know they're struggling with eating or just, you know, you just sense that maybe there's an issue with emotional eating or binge eating. And, you know, if this is you and you're listening and you've been, you know, thinking about how you're going to do this and get out of this, I urge you to book a call with me today. The link is in um, at the bottom of this episode. It's also in my show notes or on my website. You can read this story of my recovery um, in the show notes as well as on my blog post. I can't wait to see you in the next episode. I look so forward to sharing more. Uh, I've got some amazing guests coming up and I am just super, super excited to uh, be here today as an advocate um, for standing for eating, um, eating disorder awareness and eating disorder recovery. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. 
Have a beautiful day. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. And don't forget to share this with all your friends. You can do this by adding this to your Instagram story and tagging me at Wholesome Lifestyle Project or by simply telling them about it. If you could rate and review on whatever platform you are listening, this will go a long way in helping me get this podcast out there so that I can share my message and help as many women out there struggling with food issues as I can. Don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram on Wholesome Lifestyle Project or connect with me on LinkedIn. My name is Estelle Heath, and that's where you'll find me on LinkedIn. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.